This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. This week, my guests are Ashley Eicher and Hunter Kelly, who are co-hosts of the hit Nashville podcast, All Our Favorite People. I've also been friends with this duo for years, which I do believe you'll be able to hear in the tone of this podcast. We bounce from topics of Ashley and her pageant days as Miss Tennessee to Hunter's deep relationship and fascination with Naomi and Winona Judd. We covered pop culture hot buttons such as Aaron Carter's meltdown and also addressed the moment when Beyonce stopped using words publicly. They both told me their best and worst interview experiences. And from people who've been employed by everyone from Rolling Stone to ABC, they had quite a few stories to tell. There was everything from belly laughing to singing. And it goes without saying that these are officially two of my favorite people in Nashville. Here's our conversation. Can you sing me a little more of that Tim McGraw song? Language, straight from the heart. I don't know, you know this song. Pulls us all together, never apart. And once we learn to speak it, all the world will hear. I wish I knew the sound language. Love in any language. I, you know what I've really just noticed is that you guys harmonized so well together just then and you were so in sync so it's very obvious to me you guys have known each other for a long time so how did y'all meet I mean it's been like <laughs> we're not 15, really sure 15 years now I think it has to be or longer actually when you were when you were working with Winona I would have been hovering around trying to get into the organization well we actually as you do way. Well, we had a restraining order at the Oh, so you, you've come really far then <laughs> from yeah. restraining order so to friendship. That was, yeah, because I was working for Winona in mm-hmm. management right out of college. So that was my first job. And that's probably where we met because you were in radio at that point. I was in radio about 2000. Were you there in 2005 or you'd already left? I was then working for the governor. Oh, <laughs> Wait, wow. Of Tennessee? Uh-huh. Phil Bredesen. Well, I was a spokesperson for the governor and other things. 
why other you, things. Why bring this up? Well, it's because I was when I was Miss Tennessee, so it feels weird to talk about it from that. Perspective. Um, I think we should talk about being Miss Tennessee more. But no, I think you would have been. So I would, as soon as I got into country music in two thousand five, I was around Winona other as things. much as possible. <laughs> so I think we figured it out that my first interview with Winona was at a blood drive. Mm. And I think you were there co-hosting the blood drive as Miss Tennessee. That sounds right. That's what we're going to yeah. go That sounds with. right. And you know okay. what's funny is I have that photo. I fa- it popped up the other day of like, you know, in Facebook memories. And so it was me, Winona, her ex-husband, and our friend Rondell. And I was literally, I can't remember if she was wearing the crown or if I was wearing the crown. But yeah, mm. we did co-host a blood drive while I was Miss Tennessee. Because I had to leave... That's that gotta, job. That's got to be the same event because how many blood governor. drives in Middle Tennessee does Winona Judd appear at? I don't know, but that man. I mean, been she's our a giving meeting. woman, but that's that's yeah. Very specific. I mean, I think that's right. Anyway, so yes, we've been here for, for a, a very long time. Yeah, and as you both kind of mentioned, you have some extensive backgrounds in interviewing. But you were telling me you actually like to be interviewed, Hunter. I really do like to be interviewed. <laughs> you do? Is it weird though when you're usually the one interviewing? It's a little, it's just exciting for me. I think mostly, How so? well, mostly I just go to my therapist for this kind of talk. Right. You know what I mean? So at least once every two weeks, I'm interviewed for a full hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually though, you're paying her. Yes. So. I am. No, it's just really funny. Um, yeah, I just like to be interviewed just because I don't do it very often. Yeah. But I always find I have a lot to say. You do have a... <laughs> Oh, Lord. You do have a lot to say all the time. Well, I mean, we, it's a blessing. We kind of touched on the fact that you have a pageant background, Ashley. So can you tell us more about that? Like, did that help you with your interviewing skills, would you say? Well, so I went to college for music business. So I just thought I was going to be a manager or a publisher. Right. And But I got into the pageant world in college on a bet from one of my sorority sisters. Because if you knew me in college, I was the girl that on a good day wore mascara. Really? But mostly sweatpants. Yeah. Every day. Like I'm very much a tomboy. I grew up with all boys. Yeah. And so in college, you know, Miss MTSU, which is where I went to school, they have all the sororities put somebody up. And um, so my sorority sisters were like, you can sing, you can speak, you're doing it. And I was like, y'all are crazy. I also might have made fun of pageant girls at that point in my life. But um, also Miss Congeniality came out at the same time. Okay. I yeah. I love Sandra Bullock. Same. And I was like, that movie's very foundational for you. Well, and I really feel like, <laughs> we, so anyway, I ended up MTSU won Miss Congeniality, then eventually went on, competed Miss Tennessee, went to Miss America. And then that became my job was being a spokesperson for the governor and traveling and speaking all over the state. So I literally went into this and I joke cause I was like Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality. I was like, what? Have I walked into? And then before you knew it, you won. Yeah, within that's like a couple crazy. Years. But what I loved about it was that my job was to travel, did like five speaking engagements a day, different city every night for a year, speaking in schools and in different cities across the state and communities about respect and character education. That was your platform. That. No, that was part of the partnership with the governor's office and the Department mm. of Education was for me to travel and speak in schools about respect and character and that type of thing. And so, and then I would sing at all of them. So what did you sing? Oh, it was a variety. Sometimes it was ain't no mountain high enough. Sometimes you want to give us a bar natural. I don't think I did natural woman. Actually. That's inappropriate. So yeah, so it was a wild ride. And then at the end of that, that's when ABC was doing the deal with the CMA mm-hmm. to start the television program for the CMA Awards and CMA Fest. And I'd done enough TV at that point. It just sort of opened up 
and they hired, um, I think the first year was Dean Sands from Lone Star and I co-hosting this digital series. And the next year it was like me and Luke Bryan and Jake Owen and just went on from there. Yeah. Just went on from there. So I never thought this is what I would be doing. No, but it seems like a natural transition. Like, as you said, the thing about making fun of the pageant girls, I went through that phase too, but now I know a lot of people who've done that in the past. And there's so much that you guys take away from that. And everyone is so well-spoken and well, I mean, I think about like, there's no, the training ground of speaking five speaking engagements a day. It's different city every night. Right. I couldn't have gotten that any other way. And I mean, I joke that I made fun of pageant girls. I really did. But then I met all of these incredible women, both so at like the local level, and, yeah. the state level, and then the national level. And like all the girls I competed with, like we, I mean, we'll, we keep up on Facebook, but there's like, we have a little private group and we'll all try and see each other every couple of years. And so it's great because you didn't realize that you were actually making these relationships when you're competing against each other. On right. A national level. Well, and getting ready for Miss America is not an easy task. No, it's no joke. So we. Well, I don't really like tuna anymore. You so. don't. Is that all you ate? The tuna Raw diet. Raw tuna, chicken with nothing on it, egg whites, and vegetables. Like Damn. Chesney's diet. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley and I also we volunteer even to this day, getting helping get ready Miss Tennessee for the interview you process. Do more than I, do. I do. I love it. You're like a mentor. Well, no, I go in there and interview them. Oh. So Allison DeMarcus and her family mm-hmm. run the Miss Allison's Tennessee, married to Jay, Jay who's a part of Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we go in and help her get ready with like current events or like their platform and so really smart. just flesh out what they're going to do. And it is intense. Like it's very, Listen. it's not, you know, they have celebrity judges and right. you think it could be softball questions, but Miss Tennessee really goes through a lot to get prepared. You really have to know who you are. I feel mm-hmm. like in these mm-hmm. situations, yeah. you have to have an opinion too and be able to back it up. Right. That's the thing that I even now see with artists is that if you give me an answer in an interview that I can tell either someone's told you to say, or has been fabricated, I'm like, I don't care. Do you do much judging anymore? No, I actually hilariously say that someone emailed me this week asking if I would judge Miss Nashville this weekend. And I can't. I couldn't uh, either. I judged uh, it before, but it was good. I was Miss Nashville. That's you were Miss Nashville, you know. Lee and Womack was as well. She was. Mm-hmm. Do I you guys remember as much about pageants? <laughs> well, I was just about to say one more thing. Do you remember the girl that was like, and such as, and yeah. so on, and such as? I still say that; it still comes in my brain. Was she on Miss America? I think it was Miss Universe. Oh, uh, Universe is more about your looks, right? So yeah, they're separate systems. So America mm-hmm. it has talent. <laughs> America has talent. <laughs> You went, like, I mean, that's how I paid for my master's from the scholarship. That's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, but then USA is the feeder to Miss Universe. And got USA it. Is like, you really, you got to be hot and smart. Yep. Hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the one that Trump owned for years. Correct. And then eventually. He divested for mm-hmm. the presidency just to keep those <laughs> things separate. He's so good at that. <laughs> He just said some really inappropriate things, Amalia, and I think the cool. network was like they parted. <laughs> he and the network parted ways. in the organization. What? Okay, give us the little little bit of juice, though. Is there anything about a pageant that you could tell us? That's like, what's the worst part? I mean, it, the worst part is walking in a swimsuit and high heels in mm. front of people. And the tuna diet sounds and like the tuna diet was pretty terrible. Are the girls catty at all? I mean, some can be. There was um, one girl from miss america that to this day i'm just like 
Hun. Not your face. There was no need for that. Mm-hmm. She's just rude to everybody. Mm. Um, What's she doing now? Did she win? I can't say what she's doing now because then you would look her up and you'd be like, oh. We know who she is. Hmm. She's saved the Northeast. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Northeastern state. But, well, you know, for the most part, all the girls are pretty great. But what was your question? What did I? I, was um, just, I just wanted what, some tea on pageants. Yeah. Like, spill the juice. Now, one of the things that I did do that we all did is that you would wrap, you would put, um, well, first of all, you always like shaded your abs and all that kind of stuff. Oh, like to make it look like you had more abs. There Contouring. also was stuff called, I called it pooping tea. That yeah. You like would drink this tea and it would make you like, it's like, like it was a diet, a very strong diuretic. Was it called smooth move? Have you ever had no, that? But I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Where can I buy this? That, <laughs> that's from Whole Foods. Well, I got mine in Jackson, Tennessee from a holistic That sounds guy. sketchy. But, um, holistic in quotes. In Jackson, <laughs> quote, Tennessee. Unquote. Um, there, some of the crazier things, like you would put preparation H all oh, around yeah. your stomach and then wrap your stomach in cellophane and then sleep in it. Because it tightens it, right? Apparently. Right. No, For design. like 30 seconds. Right, right. <laughs> I don't, I do not advise or promote any of these things. These are just things did. that you did. On Designing Women, Suzanne Sugarbecker yes. said that she I love put, a Designing Woman reference. Put, uh, Vaseline on her teeth to her smile. Mm. Yes, did you that do that? that does happen. I I think I might have done that once. Okay. I did have a, a wardrobe malfunction. Oh, yikes. This pageant. is post-Janet or pre-Janet. This this would have been like 2002. That was pre-Janet. Pre-Janet. Yeah. You're a pioneer. Um, <laughs> well, let's just be real. My dress was too tight for my body. Oh, yikes. And as did you think I was you were at Universe? Walk, huh? Did you think you were at Universe? She got no. confused momentarily. Listen, so I was, this was actually Miss Nashville. And as I was about to walk out on the stage, the dress split all the way down the back. Yikes. For my performance. That happened to me recently at Whiskey Row with a skirt, but that's another story. (laughs) Tell us about that, Kelly. You know, that'll be, that's another episode. We'll get to that at some other point. Basically, we've all had our own wardrobe. (laughs) Essentially, yes. So let's get back to interviewing because I think you guys are both great interviewers. What do you think the keys are to a good interview? I'm still, I'm still learning. Listening. Okay. Tell me more. Listening. Because... I think too often, like I'll see in interviews and I, we, I will do this sometimes where I'm, I'm thinking way too far ahead right? and kind of jump ahead as opposed to listening to what they're saying and then trying to weave that into the conversation where we want it to go. So I think that's the key is listening to mm-hmm. people as opposed to being so worried about your own agenda mm-hmm. as the interviewer. Like some of the most, some of the best moments in an interview happen because you didn't plan them. Right. And if you stick so strictly to your outline, you might miss them. Yeah. Some of the things, some of the best advice I ever got was reading Barbara Walters memoir. She Abs. was talking about getting ready for uh, interviewing Fidel Castro. Wow. And so basically, you know, they go over their notes. They have all these notes that are planned out and you kind of have the order and everything and you get it in your head. Um, and then you're able to go in and kind of have it in your head and do the interview it's like you're all all like walking on air or something you know like so you're you have the outline in your head of what you want to ask but you're still present enough mm-hmm. to not be so focused. See, yeah. I would be afraid I would forget. Well, you might. Like, well, I have to have notes right in front of me at least, no- yeah, like as a guy. in front of us, but it's kind of like you can just, well, and that's another thing about having a co-host that's wonderful. Oh, totally. If you start to space out, they can pick up. Well, and I think, too, like one of the things that we've learned in doing a podcast, like anytime I used to go interview an artist, whether we would do it for like ABC or Rolling Stone or whatever it was, you know, 
you're not doing as many interviews probably in a week as I feel like in right. this long form. Like these, for a podcast interview, it goes so in depth mm-hmm. that you need to be able to go with the flow of the conversation and go a little bit deeper without just having these five talking points. And so I think that's been the great thing for us is like when I start to blank on where did we want to go or what do I want to ask next? Or I'm trying to kind of pull together whatever he said and whoever we're interviewing said, like he can chime in. So that's right. kind of a nice thing of like, we've really had to learn yeah. kind of how to bounce off of each other. Cause in the beginning, if you go back and listen to old episodes, we are, there are times where we're talking on top of each other. That's a tricky you, one with two people. Yeah. Cause we're both very animated <laughs> and have a lot to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, so I produce our show. And so if something's going wrong, like it did yesterday in an interview, we were doing technical and on the technical side, yeah. Ashley can just carry it for a minute while I'm like over there. So that's wonderful. And so the Barbara Walters thing I was talking about though, like getting ready, we, we get together and we, you know, we have a document on a Google drive and we basically, if we're not together in the same room, we'll just get on the phone and like kind of mm-hmm. add to the same document. Um, but really, I just let it kind of ferment in my head for a while. Like, what do I want to ask or what do I want to talk about? And then I'll just find it just like flows out like this is okay. Right. And then you arrange them to make to make it make sense. Oh. Oprah also said. Mm. Tell me everything, let, Oprah. I let the energy of the conversation, let the energy of the conversation guide where we go. So it's kind of a hybrid of like preparation, but also listening. Yeah. And I think that's been the thing too, is like what I've also learned in us working together on this is that I very much have my own process of how I get ready for an interview and Hunter very much has his. And so he, he's so far ahead that he's always like, he's like, I've sent you a list of the questions that I want to ask. And I'm like, and I'll tell him like, I'm not reading them until I go through and kind of figure out where I want this to go as well. And then we can kind of combine. And a lot of times we're on similar pages, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in, otherwise, I would just read what he said. I'm like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Those are fine. Or vice versa. And I'm like, that's not what we want to do. No, because you want to have your two separate voices. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where it was just terrible? On the podcast or life? In, in- just in general. Have you had a terrible interview? Oh, yeah. I mean, some people are really hard to talk to, right? Well, some people, it's like pulling teeth. Like when they give the one word answers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing you learn how to not ask yes or no questions. Right. That's the where you're going to go. Like you can't ask yes or no questions. Um, well, but it's also something. So on occasionally I'll media train artists and it's something that I'll tell artists. Like if someone asks you a yes or no question, I need you to always add additional information. Like you need to say like, yeah, if someone says like, how was your day? Like it was great. I did X, Y, and Z. Like you can guide the conversation and where you want it to go. Right. It's like mind games in an interview sometimes. What do you mean? Well, I think so often it's like people get into interviews and they think that the interviewer can drive the conversation. But really, as the subject, if you're a good interviewee and you know what you want to cover, you can drive where you want the conversation to go by the answers that you drop and the way that you do it. Are you doing that right now? Kind of. I could. <laughs> but that's what I teach a lot of clients. Yeah. It's like, they're masters. Um, yeah. Reba and Dolly are Dolly's masters. Master. If you go, just watch Reba and Trisha. Dolly. Trisha. Trisha's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do they do? Just give me examples. Well, everybody's going to ask Dolly about everything under the sun. And so she can, you can just like watch her do it artfully and she'll give you a little bit, but then she's able to bring it back to what she wants to talk about and her purpose for being there that day. And so that's a thing. Like when you're interviewing somebody like that, like when I go in and it's like Reba or Dolly, you know, it's like you have your stuff together and you're ready. You know, you've, you know, because they're really, 
very busy people, you oh, know? Yeah. You don't want to waste their time. Yeah. And you can, t- you know, so if they're looking at you and you're like blanking, it's really the most scary experience on the face of the earth. Has that happened to you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would freak out. I'm one nervous time, just hearing about one it. One time in 2006, I was pretty, still pretty new and I went to see Reba in Vegas mm-hmm. and I had just come back from a wedding in Seattle and as best man, I got a new satchel, a new leather satchel, mm. and I was going to use it for all of my interview stuff. So I was so excited to go backstage at the Las Vegas Hilton, interview Reba with her key to the heart. Oh, with right. your satchel. With my new satchel. Is Is, Reba- what's the difference between a satchel and a purse? Well, it, it was a it was a glorified purse. Okay. I, I just need to get a mental <laughs> picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I go in there and I have this new recorder and I really don't know. I just started working with ABC radio at the time and yeah. I did not pack extra like cards. So mm. I did not know how to delete and make oh, extra rings. It was full. Oh my God. So Reba graciously gave me a phone interview later, but she was so great about it, but I'm just, you know, it's like, you just don't want to mess up in a situation like that. No. Like flying into a city and, you know. For an interview. For an interview. And then you don't have the space on a card. Yeah, I didn't know. So You live and you learn, unfortunately, in this yeah. business. You do. You really do. And <laughs> no one knows any, everything. And if they act like they do, they're full of crap. No. And it's honestly, like in my experience, it's been different with every single person. So you can't really. I mean, you definitely get the experience, but. I was going to ask you guys who your favorite interview was, but I can't imagine if you've interviewed Dolly, I don't know who would be better. I still haven't interviewed Dolly. Never interviewed Dolly? Never. That is just goals right there. I mean, I'm trying to think of like favorite interviews. I don't know. What do you feel like has been the most important thing that you've learned in doing this podcast and the interviews? The listening thing that you said, that was told to me very early on by Bobby. He was just like, you can't go in with such an agenda that you miss what the conversation really is. And I think that's what you're like, what you're saying about Oprah. What I know from listening to her is she seems so engaged in the conversation and with the person. And that's why I'm so drawn to those interviews. She's present. It's being She's present. present. In exactly. Instead of thinking about like, all no, the other things you should be doing like or, she's definitely informed, yeah. but she's also mm-hmm. engaged. Mm-hmm. Great. We're informed. Yes. Thank you. And that's a thing. Yes. I think what we deal with a lot, you know, especially like we get to know these artists in town when they're babies and they're open to everything. Yeah. And so it's, it's sometimes really weird. I would say or harder um, when you have a relationship with them, but you see like they're, they've gotten their first taste of like being in a tabloid or be and their guard goes up yeah. and it's such a different interview. Really? And in some ways it's really kind of heartbreaking because you know that like that trust or that easy conversation you had, like there's now a filter on it and they're not really as present. They're filtering what they're saying and they have to. Um, yeah. and I've seen some artists that I've worked with over like the past 15 years, like they blow up. And then they get really defensive and then eventually they're able to come through, Mm -hmm. like live some life and come back and be present again. And that's a great thing, but it's just really, it's an interesting thing, you know, to go with somebody from being just like a new artist trying to make it to like really, really famous really quickly. That's a mind. I bet you can cuss on here. That's a a mind (laughs) Mind F. That's a mind F. Well, and I think too, but watching that evolution for people, because you know, so many artists are like blowing up in their Mm -hmm. early Mm twenties. And then by the time they hit their mid to late thirties, it's kind of like we talk about, we've had a different, you know, you've lived some life at this point. You see them kind of come back to being really comfortable in their own skin and comfortable with what they're mm-hmm. wanting to say. And if you don't like it, they're okay with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I like, 
to tag off what you were saying. Yeah. Like I, I love seeing that in people, but I now you know that I'm in that age bracket of like mid thirties to late thirties. You're like, I see where it's because we've lived a lot of life that we're kind of coming back to like, okay, I'm comfortable with saying some things. And I would say that I wouldn't have said often, five years ago because I would have been so scared or whatever right. I was think. I often say that when an artist is like at superstar level, like for the first five years, it's really to do an interview with them is not that interesting or engaging because mm. the like it's harder to get anything off the cuff. Their guard is up. Um, it's only like when they're new and then like afterwards when they like adjust and are able to like, you know, to it that you get interesting stuff. But a lot of times like interviewing the people who are like at the upper echelon, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, mm, you're probably not going to tell me much cause I'm not people magazine. Right. Know? And that's what you're saying when you can tell their people have told them what to say. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that Which they've had, I mean, I saw that a lot in the pageant world and I so bet. it's been interesting to see it in you know the music world. Just when people feel, and a lot of that boils down to you're not comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to, or you have someone that's so controlling, like you just feel like you're doing a dance. Mm-hmm. And so, but that doesn't work. It doesn't connect with people. No, because authenticity is what connects people. Mm-hmm. That's why Dolly's so great though, yeah. for real, because she can throw in those one-liners and makes you also think that you're getting to see this authentic side of her and she just owns who she is so much, you mm-hmm. know? But like you said, she's actually very strategic. Well, there are other artists too, who I love their music so much, but I don't necessarily think that all our favorite people is the right format for them because mm. I think a big part of their appeal is that they are mysterious or that they don't say much, or maybe they're not really good at talking. Yeah. Like some truth. Beyonce Give us the truth. Not a great interview. Well, I actually always say I never want to meet her in person. Like Beyonce's not a great interview. No, she, she's she like shy, it. right? She's a little shy, and she just, you know, she. I mean, you watch interviews with her at the beginning, and it's just. I guess we're not going to have Beyonce on the All Our Favorite People <laughs> podcast now. That was that was never going to happen. Oh wow! I, you know what? If you put it into the world, Hunter, you dream big enough, anything can happen. You, that's can you true. Edit you that know. Out? No, oh, um, um. no, don't edit it out. Beyonce. Well, this will be. This is. You guys are growing in public, just like we're talking about these artists. So, yeah. Oh my god, what? I totally messed up yeah, when I said yeah. Beyonce was a bad interview. But the thing is, <laughs> it's not. She's just so much more effective when she doesn't like talk everywhere because then mm. like the only information you're getting History. from her is her music and it's so she's able to communicate I was just so much through that. her music I was just she's not that. able to communicate by going through and doing all these interviews mm-hmm. that is how she communicates though we know about the whole Jay-Z cheating thing through her music mm-hmm. we would never know that in an interview with I mean, Beyonce it was fascinating because really for most of the mid part of this decade she didn't use words no she it was stopped. like that you're Bjork right. song um, Madonna Madonna song bedtime stories that Bjork wrote mm-hmm. today is the last day that I'm using words they've gone out lost their meaning you know it's like Beyonce imagine you just stop using words yeah just stop using words Beyonce on Instagram it was just photos it was just fashion photos there no, were no captions words. I remember when she started using words again and it was a big Time. Was, was it like, a big deal on your text chain with oh, yeah. Connor? Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. It's like Beyonce's using words again. Well, you know, you're actually really leading me to the next topic I wanted to talk about with you, which is your love of pop culture. Actually, love. your wealth of knowledge about pop culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable to me that I, I we're on a text chain, you and Courtney and all of us, and we talk about things. I mean, there's things that you text us that 
I get a text from you with an update of something that's happening and then I get a BuzzFeed notification of it. But you're before you really, you, you bring it to me before sometimes. Well, so uh, that breaking was, news well, that was my breaking job. news. Yes. So at ABC radio, I was in like tied into ABC news Okay. for breaking news. Oh, well, so that's what my mm-hmm. whole world was. So for 10 years, I was plugged into not just with country music, but everything going on with every story ABC news was covering was in my email. Mm. And so that is a very, that gives me anxiety. It, <laughs> I did not realize what level of anxiety I was living with for that 10 years. Yeah. Um, but it also taught me, you know, just to move like quickly with stories. So I would, you know, be getting the stories and moving on them very quickly. Uh, yeah. So it's just built into you now. It's built into me, but it's, I think I've always been fascinated by pop culture. Like when I was in third grade, mm-hmm. my favorite teacher ever, Miss Tompkins had us magazine and people magazine, and I would get done with my work quicker than the other kids. So she'd let me read them and oh, we wow. would like talk about pop culture all the time. And mom still tells this story. Did we tell this that like one day she knew I was sick Miss Tompkins knew I was sick because Elizabeth Taylor's boyfriend, Malcolm Forbes, had died, and I didn't say anything about it. And I really was sick. Like, I just didn't feel well. But she knew because I had not told her about Elizabeth Taylor's boyfriend that day. <laughs> it just threw her off. Why yeah. is none of this surprising? It's not at all. At yeah. all. But, you, I mean, to your point, Kelly, like, it really is. There's stuff that Hunter pulls out just in normal conversation that I'm like, should I know this? No, like, probably I don't, not. From, like, 1995 or from yesterday. I just, the bank of information yes. living in your brain is, it's just so extensive. It's very impressive. Thank you. You're I think welcome. you're a genius. Really? <laughs> uh, on pop culture? And Absolutely. Pop culture, like, well, I just. How they don't have you on more television shows is like an expert. I don't know. We're going to work on Well, that. we need to really nice. pitch that. Here's the pitch right here. We're you putting know? this into the world. I love, I love doing that kind of thing. I think it's Put just. Put it on the vision board. I think it's just really, you know, as a child, I just was always inside. Like I wanted to watch television. It was like, or whatever, music. Like that was what was fascinating to me. I never wanted to go outside and play really yeah interesting always sucked into so i think i've learned to balance it a little better Mm -hmm. i mean and in this day and age there's no way to be up on everything you can't keep up but you do a pretty good job (laughs) yes if you know anything about me you know i am a massive creature of comfort it is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times so when i found cozy earth i quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that i could It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. 
Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Speaking of these topics, though, what what are things on your radar right now? So basically, when I need to unwind at night okay. and, and just like not read the real news, mm-hmm. I've, a friend of mine um, turned me on to the Daily Mail app. I love the Daily Mail. And it is just so good because it's a bunch of pictures, but it's not, it's just, you know, <laughs> kind of straight news, but I can't believe some of the stuff that they post. So this is coming out. Like Bob Barker, 95, in a, a wheelchair in Beverly Hills this week. Bob Barker's still alive? Bob Barker's Bob, from the Price still is alive. Right? From The Price is Right. Wow. And then Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm a, obsessed with her new husband, Brad Falchuk, yeah. the producer. Mm-hmm. So apparently they weren't living together. I heard first, about yeah. this. Hmm. And so they're finally living together. And Jimmy Kimmel got it out of her that she let him bring some chairs into the house. Well, okay. Can we dive into this topic a little bit? Because Gwyneth is known for the conscious uncoupling yes. as well. Yeah. So she's very progressive in these relationship issues. Well, so I guess in her conscious coupling uh-huh. with <laughs> right, Brad right, right. So now she's like, coupling. okay, these are the chairs you can bring into the home. I mean, I so mean, what they were married for a year. Is that the deal before he moved said in? That they both have. What was the teenage- arrangement? kids and uh-huh. so they were trying to bring them together i mean i do understand the the melding especially when you families. have a million dollar home in the hamptons oh is that where they moved well they both i think they probably both had houses in the did hamptons. they right like, 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 like yeah down the street from each other they and i know that her and... i know that gwyneth's place in new york is like sick because we have a friend who like goes and stays there sometimes oh. well but that's kind of my question is why it's not like they don't have the space mm-hmm. so it's a whole different world when you're talking about like mm-hmm. the people with multiple homes and it's, like that's true. It's like what does yeah. really moving into your house, moving in together, mean when you have seven homes around the world? Right. You know. But did they? So did they stay together? I think I read somewhere that it was like they stayed together like two or three times a week. I can't speak to that. Okay. Which that's well, my favorite phrase. <laughs> I can't speak to that. Well, and, and you do that when? When do you say that? I say I can't speak to that. Well, in this case, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it also leads you to believe that maybe I know something. But I just can't. I just can't say it. it. Oh. I can't speak to that. Okay. I mean, he's <laughs> grinning while he's saying Feel free to use that. You know what I used to wonder, though? So I used to Your wonder. Your mother-in-law asks you a question you don't want to answer. I can't, I can't speak to that. Speak to that. <laughs> You know what I used to I'm wonder definitely though? Definitely using like, it actually. So back when we, so now like I have YouTube TV, so it goes everywhere. It's uh-huh. just in the cloud. Mm. But back when we had DVRs and we relied on DVRs, I still have a I was DVR. Like, I, said, when, I still have a DVR. I was watching it last night with my Taco Bell at midnight. Oh, Taco Bell, wild night. Well, I'd been at a dinner and then I drank some wine and then on the yeah. way home I was like, I should probably eat something. And on the way home, the only thing there was was Taco Bell. I was like, Well, what did you order? I guess I'll. Go on a detox next week. Um, Girl, this detox has been held off. Okay. I need you to not. I need <laughs> Calling you to back him out. Um, I did three hard shell tacos. Yum. Delicious. Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi. Wow. Well, I'm really partying. I preference 
the uh, preference Coca Cola, but if it's not available, unless there's a sponsorship on here, and then no. do we need to? Okay, you can um, feel free. <laughs> but that's you know the partnership with Pepsi is Taco Bell. So okay, there's my option. It's there all Yum Brands. It is all Yum Brands from Louisville, Kentucky, your hometown. My hometown. You're right. Anyway, so. We were talking about Sorry. can't speak to that we, with our little Taco Bell tangent, but you were, you can't speak to, what were we saying? Well, we were talking about that. No, multiple homes. Mul- I used um, to wonder, and I would ask my friends who had access to people who had multiple homes, uh-huh. what do you do with your DVR and season pass? Like, is it up to each house manager to um, make sure that your shows are set up? Are set up? It seems like you could have one account for all your house. Your home? No, not I if you're in you different countries. Seat. You'd have different cables. You know, systems. lucky for us, we don't have that problem. <laughs> I, know. I was just really worried. <laughs> I just have the one that home. the mega rich were not seeing Grace Anatomy. Oh man, <laughs> that one, I was really worried. I understand. That Keeping you up at night, wa- they can watch it wherever in the they cloud. Thank <laughs> Thank goodness they solved that problem for us. So I mean, worried. for real. Also, Not for the internet. So I was looking though. I kind of tend to. I think with pop culture, it's really like. I don't know. Sometimes I'm into like people who are famous for no reason. Like, really, oh, do you mean like, like reality stars? Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. That's not true. Okay. You're valid. You're our Thanks, favorite guys. reality star. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't consider. I don't consider you that way. You like actually like. Well, because I'm not famous. <laughs> I didn't say that. You're famous. People love you on planes. That is true. Thank no, you. But just <laughs> he can't dig himself out of this one. I apologize. I don't consider. Do you, you really that. think I care? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, well, I do, I People just... who are famous for no reason, like who? Give me some examples. Well, there was this person. Such as... I used to read Delisted.com a lot. Oh, I've heard of this site and I, I kind of came back to it recently but it uh, used to be my bible and there was yeah. this woman that was around LA that was and this was before Instagram so that's kind of oh, what I'm thinking of mm-hmm. like if you have an Instagram following with like a book like then you like are actually doing something to I consider because I consider Instagram television now it's so true like, right. and so Instagram if you following have an audience on Instagram you're doing something to engage your audience right there's something happening right but is this woman I, I forget her name but he would call her chicken cutlets just because her implants on her cheeks look like chicken cutlets her cheek implants did yeah oh wow look like she had like two chicken cutlets up in there oh <laughs> that's <laughs> so for, some southern shit so right for, there yeah, I forget her name, but she was in LA and she would just show up and she kind of looked like Lana Del Rey with like lighter red hair. Okay. But she would just show up and for no reason. And he would just follow her everywhere she went. And oh. like she would show up at all these parties. Who's this guy? I'm confused. Delisted.com. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, Delisted.com. Okay, okay. So okay. he's Michael K. Okay. Delisted.com. Okay. So when Jessica Simpson came to do her country album about 10 years ago, I remember the only thing I wanted to talk to Jessica Simpson about was chicken cutlets. I was like, do you know this woman? Did she? No, she'd never heard of her. She's like, what is this guy talking about? Jessica, great. You like have a career and you're legit famous and make like 300 million a year on your fashion line. But do you know this woman who goes to these parties in LA named chicken cutlet? Well, no, I forget her name. I hate that. I wish that you I'm could sure remember. Could that. I'm, I know, girl with what do you say? Chicken cutlet face implant. <laughs> oh my god! We also mentioned this is a little bit of a side tangent, but last night when I was texting with you, you brought up your um, current obsession with the Aaron Carter situation. It's really 
like it, it kind of reminds me of watching Britney in the mid 2000s mm. because Britney, while her Instagram account is concerning right now, it is a little concerning. You think you, sh- you know, she's probably getting the help she needs. Aaron Carter. I mean, it's just kind of nuts. I didn't really know much about the Carter family mm-hmm. until I watched the 2020 on them. Mm-hmm. And that's really got what got me interested mm-hmm. just because of all the kind of dysfunction that goes on. It's in a the lot. Carter family. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're, I mean, the stuff that's come out about Aaron, like restraining orders from the brothers that he's like threatened to kill their baby. Pregnant. No, they're pregnant. wife, yeah. Isn't it? And then he was taking a drug test on television. I'd seen him on the doctors when he was kind of having right. his meltdowns and stuff. And for some reason, I just started following him on Instagram and I'm really concerned this, for him. This is me projecting because I can't remember if it was him. Was it, was he one of the guys that was accused of assault? Sexual that was Nick. I think that was Nick, the Backstreet Boy. That His and that's brother. what Aaron. That's what Aaron is saying. He's Aaron like, is now he, I'm not the only crazy. Like he's airing laundry about them saying that Nick assaulted oh, somebody. Mm-hmm. He's actually trying to team up with the girls on Twitter. And well, and the other day he was like. He was tagging the FBI in his post. Oh God, dear God, oh dear God. Dude, Sweet like, boy. Don't contact the FBI. Well, maybe you do in this day and age. Contact the FBI on social Via media. Twitter? Why not? I mean, you could probably contact the president, so might as well. He doesn't reply. I've tried. Oh. <laughs> he hasn't blocked you yet? I blocked him. Oh. For my mental health. Yeah. <laughs> this is an interesting thing with the child stars, though, because you mentioned Britney. I mean, I'm a little worried about Britney these days, too. I have a special place in my heart for her. Do you guys know about this JoJo Siwa? CY, CY. It, wasn't there just a concert? There was. A Disney star? She's the big rage right now with all the kids. Yeah. She's like 16, though, and I'm like, she's going to be a monster, and I'm just waiting for her to shave her head and do have her Britney moment. I don't know how they don't, though. I know, know, but if you're selling out arenas at the age of 16... You have no capacity to deal with... Real life. I mean, there is no way. I can't imagine. I mean, wow. Well, Gardendale, Alabama, you didn't have that for you? I mean, I was a local celebrity. Right. How have you adjusted? Hard. It was very hard. (laughs) Yeah, the transition, I'm sure. (laughs) Did we not send you his rider before we came in here? (laughs) I'm so sorry that I did not have the... She had coffee with almond milk... I sparkling water. I mean, wonderful. I didn't. I didn't have your red M and M's for you. Are those specific? <laughs> you didn't have bring. You didn't have his his turkey wrap provided. Uh, I'm so sorry. I really failed. I'd be, you I'd be, brought your own. I'd be yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously you guys have a lot of interviewing situations happening, but you've also got these side projects that I'm so obsessed with. First of all, I was watching Dollar Club this morning, Ashley. I've seen a lot of these, and they always make me cry yeah can you tell everybody what that is that you do so the dollar club it's my volunteer gig yeah um it started about five years ago and the church that i go to in town called cross point which is one of the massive churches in town they had this idea that if you could have everybody pull together just like a dollar put in a dollar pull that money together find a need in the community that needs to be filled and go fill it because so many people feel like especially in this town where it's like there's so many creatives, so many college students, they want to be able to give back, but they feel like if they can't give a lot, then it's not going to make a difference. And so they had this idea like, okay, well, everyone can do a dollar. Yeah. So pull that money together. So they did, but the added caveat is they send me and our video team into 
whoever the beneficiary is that month. And it ends up being anywhere from seven to $10,000 every month. This month that we actually just filmed this week is going to be, um, I think I can say this, but it's going to be like 15 grand. I saw one today where it was like 125. That was when we went to India. Yeah. I sobbed like a year ago. I mean, insane. Um, so basically we go in and I just get the story and they have no idea what that we're doing. Right. We just tell them like, we're going to share their story. And then, you know, there's always some hardship and it could be a family and individual. It could be, um, we've done some around the floods in Baton Rouge. We went to Vegas for one, obviously just went to India a year ago um, and helped build a boy's home over there to help get boys out of well, the when you and say the boys home though, I mean the, the video kind of does it justice. I feel like, yeah. because you can see the slums that they're living in. You yeah. see even the building that they were building is like right by this train track. I mean, it's not this glamorous no. life, but survival almost. Right. And otherwise, I mean, the hope there's, you know, there's not a lot of hope in the slums for right. life and right. obviously drug use is rampant. And so anyway, um, so we started that like five years ago and do it once a month. And it has been the greatest gift in my life to get to be a part of. That's really what your heart wants to do though, right? You said that in our text earlier too. You said my heart really is really toward telling great stories that encourage and empower others all over the world. Yeah. And this was something where it's where I realized the power of a story. Cause at that yeah. point, the only interviews I'd ever done were really with artists talking about records. And there was just sort of something in my gut that was like, I feel, I think I've been given these gifts to be able to do this and tell stories in this way. But I want to be able to do it in a way that is, you know, like you said, encouraging, empowering other people. But I'd never told a serious story before until I sat down to do a dollar club and was terrified. And then it's just sort of evolved into this thing where of everything I do, I get stopped about that more than anything else. And you just see where the power of our stories, how we see ourselves in them. But then when a community comes together to help other people, the massive difference it can make. So it's just every time we film one, the, the team and I always just step back and are like, why do we get to be totally a part of this? And well, one, it gives you perspective of your life and how lucky all of us are. Yeah. But when you see the faces of those people, when you guys tell them you have the money to help them, I mean that that's obviously when the tears start flowing. But I mean, I can't, right. I used to be able to control it. And I think I was just in some sort of zone, like, you know, back in the day, I felt like, oh, I need to be like the perfect interview and da, 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 da. And then when you really let yourself be present in the moment, it's just, that's where the beauty happens. Yeah. And so I basically crying, everyone. Just let it down, girl. I know, girl. You got to. <laughs> yeah. And I see you bringing that into all our favorite people as well. Mm-hmm. How does she do that? Talk well, about so it. when we started all our favorite people, Ashley and I had wanted to work together for a long time yeah. and it finally uh, worked for us just to, we were having coffee and we were both um, for the first time in a long time not working for a major tied to a major media company mm-hmm. yeah and so we got together and just kind of tried talking to each other um for all our favorite people just to see what it'd be like our our energy back and forth well, and Hunter I was like, literally was like why don't you come over and yeah. let's just try this and see i get over happens. to his house and we sit down at his kitchen table and he's got a recorder going yeah. i was like Oh, we're okay. Okay, Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, Yeah. let's do it. And so, but, you know, we're very intentional on the show about having, shining a light on Mm -hmm. people that we want, we think you're going to get something out of knowing what they're doing or, you know, what they're making or just that they're great or funny people. Mm -hmm. And like, so Ashley and I, like, you've really, that's a thing, like, we really want these people 
on the show to like encourage and also I well, think, I think really, it's drawing out the heart of who people are and I've just learned so much in the last couple of years after going through a lot of turmoil in the last 10 years and, and really in the last couple like therapy which I always talk about because I love it Same. and it's the best and hardest thing I've done digging into your crap but it can be so freeing and I think I learn so much when people are actually vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and real about the stuff um, and that's what you know we all go through things mm-hmm. and we can learn something from each other. So, and then how can we just be better to each other? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, even like, you know, you come on the podcast or anybody that we've had on, it's trying to get to the heart of who they are and what really matters to them, but doing it in a way that it kind of connects all of us on a really human level. I think the connecting piece that I think that's so true because the connecting piece that I always feel with people is when I hear them be vulnerable, be vulnerable and honest, especially these artists or these people who seemingly have everything together on the outside. And then you go, Oh, wait a second. They're not so different than me. Like, I think that I just, in the last couple of years, and we've talked about this, like I struggle so much with like the Instagram perfect life and Mm -hmm. comparison and like, how am I supposed to function with this? And I feel like I'm supposed to be perfect on it. I'm like, this is BS. Yeah. I would rather have these really real conversations and us like, you know, and figuring out how you want to function within that to where, you know, what, how do I want to say this? I just, everybody's having, like people are having a hard time. So it's like, how can we really, like we said, encourage and power each other, but also like have fun. Like that's been the fun thing for us is yes, we'll get to the heart of stuff on the podcast, but we also, I mean, we laugh a lot and have this great, I mean, it's great. Right. There's a lot of hilarity. Well, that's a good, that's a good balance. I think that you guys both bring where maybe you can pull some of the heartstrings out and Hunter's got a lot of the humor coming at you. Yeah. (laughs) Just happens. It just, the balance of you guys together too. You just never really know. You really never know. (laughs) But like, that's the thing we laugh about because people are like, are you trying to make me cry? I'm like, no, I'm just like asking the question. That You're just asking the real questions. Yeah. Well, in y'all's description, you even say these are our favorite people that we've connected with in some way, shape or form. And this is about the messiness of life, which that's yeah. how life is, right? It's yeah. just everybody's kind of messy. Yeah. And for the most part, we have to like meet the people before they mm-hmm. come yeah. on the show. I didn't meet you before. Did I? I? Well, she, she, had, well, I was, I was like, we're going to have Kelly. Yeah. She'll be awesome. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, I'm, sometimes it's like getting to know them on the air and that's a wonderful situation that's happened a few times for me that I've like come away, uh, meeting people. But for the most part, it's kind of like, okay, we, we kind of have a rule. Like we'd like to meet you before. We want to know know them them before. And and because it just, it allows for a different conversation. Yeah. When the people are really familiar, at least to one of us, we try to make it both of us for the most part. But like for you, it was Ashley, you you and Ashley knew each other very well. So I'm able to bring in kind of a, getting to know you element right. as well, which I think also for the listener, they're getting to know you or so for like when we had Beth Grant on the character actress, who's been in like all the, uh, these Oscar winning movies. Like, well, you knew her well. I knew I her. And yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So that's you a good, you're like, Oh my gosh, you're in everything. Oh my God, I right. Love her. And she's friends with Sandy Bullock. And I'm like, Oh my girl. God, your girl, Miss Congeniality. Spencer. I'm like, when can I know uh, about Octavia? She's the best too. When I also feel like Hunter, I feel like I knew you the second I met you. We just connected Same. on a soul level. Y'all well, really did. Well, I knew from listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast, I was like, oh yeah. Like just, you know, I already, already bought a book that you'd recommended by that. the time we met. It was on your desk when I walked in. Yeah. I'm just so thankful <laughs> I could bring this new friendship together. I know. Because I will say our group text with Courtney. Uh, I got out of something yesterday 
And I was, and it had been maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And there were like 28 text messages. And most of them mm-hmm. were the two of you. And I was. Well, Courtney's world- British. So. <laughs> Courtney is our friend who's in publicity here yes, in Nashville. She, uh, she's British. So I was um, down a Kylie Minogue video rabbit hole. And then I went mm. into Robbie Williams. And I'm, I'm fascinated by how big artists are overseas or in different parts of the country. And, and not necessarily we cannot even here. know about them over here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Robbie Williams. He's huge, massive over there. And he honestly really, have no clue who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. He, he kind of had a brush with fame in America. What? In give me a 2000s. song. Um, I'm loving angels instead. Oh, I know that. It's Jessica Simpson cover to bring it back to Jay, to Jay Simp. <laughs> Jason. Uh, so, yeah, so I just needed to talk to her about that. And it's just fascinating to me. I'm like, so glad you so, included us on that conversation. Yeah, right. Uh, the more you know. Mm-hmm. You know what else I'm fascinated by? Like an artist who has a separate <laughs> career outside of America. Who? Celine Dion's French career. Really? Well, yeah. I don't know. about, But she's also huge in America. Massive. But she has a completely different catalog of French hits. What? In other parts she's of the world. Canadian. Oh, that's French right. French Canadian. She's French Canadian. Do you guys remember her rap song, Treat Her Like a Lady? Treat her like a lady. That's the one. That's really the one. That that's what you wanted. All you men. And she's like, and that's lady. something. Treat her like a lady. Now listen, have any of your other guests just broken into song? No, and you'll but it's. Make a good girl crazy if you don't treat her like, like a lady. <laughs> Okay, I have to talk about, since we're singing, let's talk about the Judds for a second, because Hunter, I mean, first of all, I did not know you both were connected to the Judds, which just was mind blowing to me, Mm -hmm. but Hunter is currently doing this this project called neon songbooks, which I got super sucked into this morning as well. I can't wait to finish. I need to finish episode one so I can get on to episode two. Um, but what, so what made you tell us first of all about the project? Well, neon songbooks started, uh, around the same time as all our favorite people. Okay. So I, which was what, about a year ago? A year and a half ago. Okay. 2018. Okay. So I, uh, a company I was working, I was working in Cox Media Group, and mm-hmm. the uh, company sh- uh, folded. The part just folded, so you know, lost rare my job. Country. Rare country, right? Lost my job, but got a good severance, and kind of was like, for the first time in fifteen years, able to figure out like, okay, what do I want to do, you know, and kind of move freely. And it was really what a, a dream project for me was. I always wanted to talk. I always took every opportunity to talk to Winona and Naomi Judd and their story for me was so ingrained in my love of music because mm-hmm. when I was three years old, I was like drawn to their harmonies and then growing up just, just love their music. It was like that acoustic thing. It was tied in with the mountain, the mountain kind of music and grew to just love them so passionately to the point that when I was 14, I was the section leader of the Winona fan club on oh, CompuServe. Wow. <laughs> CompuServe. Which was AOL, it was AOL and CompuServe. I've never 90s. even heard of CompuServe. So CompuServe. It was like around the AOL. Yeah. Okay. So it was like before AOL just took we were over. Like school, high school. It was okay. middle school, high school. Okay. I was 14 okay. years old. Wow. Hosting Winona fan chats, oh. doing Winona giveaways, oh. writing about Winona, writing posts about Winona. Like seriously, what I did at ABC News, I was doing it 14 for Winona on online. Wow. And so her album, Tell Me Why, came out in 93 when I was 12. And it really just opened me up to 
um, everything is as far as like what Bonnie, a great record. Bonnie Raitt, Emmylou Harris, Linda Ronstadt, James Taylor, like all these people who made these singer songwriter records. And so that album is still t- to this day, my favorite album ever. But with the Judds, um, they are larger than life. They're yeah. on Oprah. They were on Oprah all the time. They have their own Oprah show. And there's always, some, they're so honest about what's going on with their life and their, their, their drama and troubles. And that really endears them. But what gets lost in that is just how brilliant the music mm-hmm. is. Brilliant. And so I decided that I, for myself, but also to kind of get it back out there, why the Judds deserve to be in like in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Are they not? They're not. What? They're not. And they're starting to get passed over. Like people who came out after them are starting yeah. to get ahead of them. And I just don't think that the powers that be... I think I think the drama or their personalities kind of overshadow what they did, which was really they're in their they they predate Randy Travis. You know, they're in there with Reba and Ricky Skaggs as getting country music back to the roots and the heart mm-hmm. of what it was in the eighties. But they, I mean, 14 number one hits in six years. How do you, yeah. How do you pass over that? Well, it, I think it's just gotten lost. So I went and got it together to interview Winona and Naomi in depth, plus their producers, Brent Mayer and uh, band leader, Don Potter. And also a lot of their contemporaries, so Reba, Trisha, Ricky Yearwood, Skaggs, Ricky Skaggs, Emmylou Harris, um, and then the people they've influenced. Trish, I think I mentioned Trisha, mm-hmm. um, Kix Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, Shane McAnally, and Brandy Clark to talk about the story of the music of the Judds. So it's about it starts with when they discovered music and started singing together, and how they formed this music out of their because they loved everything they loved like big band music they loved bluegrass music they loved country music so they were soaking it all in and then they were able to with brent and don form this sound that just still to this day sounds so fresh Mm -hmm. and and just the thought that went into it and so it really is it's only covering up until the the Judds the duo breaks up. I was very intentional about just wanting to focus on that because Winona's story is still ongoing. But the thing is, Winona Judd's voice mm, blows so me away, and so to see her evolution. I mean, she started straight out of the gate at 18, just sounding like a million bucks singing on number Mm -hmm. one country hits. But then you see her coming into her own, and Naomi is a songwriter, and just. It's just such a brilliant story that's not really told. The prom the problem is Well I also think about the tenacity yeah. of them. I mean like Well coming from nothing. Coming from nothing, like the story of, you know, Naomi and the hospital and being a nurse mm-hmm. and um but I, you know, you, I've loved watching him develop this project because one, having worked for Winona for several years. Which, which I did not know, by the way. That's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. But you know, she's one of the reasons that I'm in this business right. now because growing up, I just loved the Judd's music and that, mm-hmm. you know, and we just love singing it. It's like her and Trisha and Shania. And so it's been fun, like to watch Hunter dive back into all of this because I'm learning so much. Right. I mean, I learned, I learned so much putting this together, but it's intense. Like these episodes are like an hour long. It's probably going to be about seven episodes. Oh, wow. And it really is a really intense 
project, but I've loved it because it's really like putting together a book. Like, and I think it probably could be a book at some point. Mm-hmm. The problem that we've run into is really licensing songs. Like, it, oh you know, yeah. So we've been talking to everybody as far as like partners in the podcast world and everything, and it's just the amount of songs that we want to license for this is 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 cost prohibitive. So I'm figuring out. Or if anybody has fifty grand, we need an investor. Want to do it. But you need, a, you need a Kickstarter, you just need like a big investor. Yeah, I need to figure. I need to figure it out because it really is so special, and it's also they deserve this. And all, yeah. you know, and I think that when it comes to like whatever, Winona is now moving into Americana, that whole world a little more, and she rightfully should be there. Like right, all the, the kingpins of Americana love the Judd's music. Um, so. Yeah, I think it's really just they are so important to me. They're so foundational for me that I want them to have their place, their proper place, and be uh, respected for the music that they brought to the table and how they changed the game in country music. I will say, I give the Kim Burns documentary. Yeah. That just happened, country music did give the Judds their due. And I was really glad to see yeah, that. I haven't seen it yet. I'm dying they, to see so it. So they go through and they get as much time as Reba, Ricky yeah. Staggs, you know. And so their place in there I, I hope that will help establish but it's really so the idea for it neon songbook at first it's just started out as the juds because i love them and i want them to go in the country music hall of fame but then i realized there's all these other artists who have now 15 year careers we need to start shaping your narrative mm-hmm. why you matter like mm-hmm. i look at somebody like carrie underwood who we just saw the other night and i remember when she first got to town you know just from american idol and the career that she's built yeah. i i mean if you just said, hey, this girl won American Idol, she's got a great voice, and the career that she's built as far as being like selling out these arenas, putting together these shows that rival Reba's back in the 90s. Would she like, needs to be Entertainer of the Year yes. this year at the CMAs. I'll drop that right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Calling it right I'm now. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you I'm look, saying she needs to be. Oh, yeah. I'm... I'm just, pr- I would love to see her. Win. I would love yeah. to see her win. Cause that show is insane. Yeah. Well, Cause a lot of times with entertainer of the year, you'll see like they deserve it for this year. Cause they've gone over the top, right. but like the body of work as well. Yeah. And Carrie has, has done that over and over again. So I think like Carrie is a prime candidate to, at some point to do something like a neon song book, because you as the artist who have this long career want to have first crack at how you're remembered. Right. You know, I also just see, I mean, like we were talking about when we started this, like you're such a wealth of knowledge and Mm -hmm. stuff that the rest is like, I just don't remember or think about. No. And I really feel like in looking at the next generation of, I feel like you'll be the next generation of a historian of country music, which I mean, I've always said, I want my Walmart greeter job to be at the hall of fame. Like I want to just like, (laughs) I want and you, know, you should like, like people who are it. like old as hell. Yeah, you know like where they work. I want to be up in there. Just you like, absolutely should be the face of the of the Hall of Fame. Well, but your 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 heart for it, your passion for it, your wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. and the way I think too, just watching you from the outside, the way you've poured into this project. Yeah. And I have no doubt that it's going to see the light of day in a massive way at some point. It's just got to find the right home. It's just got to find the right home and the timing's Mm got to be right. Well, I have to say when I was driving over here today, I was listening to episode one and I didn't want to get out of my car. First of all, like your questions are amazing and you're right. Like you're, it's definitely geared towards the music, which is what I want to know from Mm -hmm. an artist, you know, that we don't always get to hear the backstories, but they are such an interesting duo to just Mm -hmm. listen to 
to speaking, like the, the way that they talk and just the stories they tell. Well, and especially with them, um, because it is so, the music is so tied up with their relationship. Right. And if you're going to talk to the Judds, getting them to talk about the drama that goes on between them is so much more compelling in a bite-sized format mm-hmm. than like, here's how we, our musical evolution. Right. Um, but the musical evolution um, that they went through and caused in country music needs attention. Mm-hmm. Well, I also need to talk about, you know, my love for the Judds, which... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... As, the joy this video brought to my life. <laughs> the video you're speaking of is what was... I put this on my Instagram from Seven Peaks this year, which is the music festival that Dirks Bentley does. Dirks' is manager, who is also one of my very good Mary friends, Harrington. Mary Hilliard Harrington. A pistol. We love her. A.K.A. Yes. A pistol. A pistol, if you will. <laughs> we dressed up as Jud- the Judds for 90s Country Night and also made a video for Love Can I, Build a Bridge. Go went all out. I was just like, this is, I texted you, I was like, this out. is the best thing I've ever seen. And it's Thank you. So much joy into my life. Thank you. Well, so I sent this to Hunter this past week and he sent it to Winona. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still and dead over that. I can't even process her. Her only note was, this let's upgrade the hair. Y'all went, to, y'all went to Kim's hair world. She wanted to do our hair for us or get us better wigs. Yeah, you need, I mean, if you're going to do it, I, I, I went as Winona a few years ago for Halloween. Oh, did Halloween. you? <laughs> I, so I need we, to see pictures of that. We had okay. Diva Halloween. Uh-huh. So, of course, I went as Winona from the Tell Me Why album cover. So oh, I okay, the, yeah. The, the pirate shirt, mm-hmm. puffy shirt mm-hmm. with the black vest and the red. Oh, I remember wig. this look. Yeah. Yes, okay. Right. My mama used to say that look on Winona was like a wicked city woman. Winona uh-huh. was a little a little concerned about our hair. Hey, well, no, she said to me like, "I love you, Hunter, and you look great. Don't ever do it again." Oh, oh, your outfit for me. That's why I can't believe you sent her our video. Why wouldn't I? I mean, was she flattered or was she annoyed? She liked Tell it. Me she the just, truth. I think she want, I mean, she the was hair annoyed is with very important. Hair. Okay, because Winona as much Winona loves the music, but also her hair. I mean, I mean, their hair and main. makeup, if you go back and yeah. look, it's intense. They did all their own hair and makeup at that point, uh, Really? They? No, they had Earl Friend, I think Earl Cox. and oh, they, that's they had, right. They, they had, had makeup artists, especially for anything you see, like album cover. Yeah, yeah, videos, yeah. Videos, award shows. Um, now, Winona had to do Naomi's hair before the show. Okay. I felt like I just remembered a story where they did all of their own, but I could be... I don't know what I'm thinking of. Well, that's probably why she's like, I should do... These girls trying to be me, not looking right. right. <laughs> if you want to see that video, it's on my Instagram <laughs> under my Seven Peaks post, and also in Winona's text thread with Hunter, which is ugh, I don't even know what to think. I mean, if you're gonna send out like video Christmas cards, I feel like that should be included. Oh, I didn't think about that, but that's actually a great idea. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It's a gem. I yeah. mean, I could barely look up because I was laughing so hard at Mary Hilliard owning that Winona character. Mary Hilliard, it came from such a place of love and respect for the Judds. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She was like, we're going to do this justice. I mean, and I hear them all the time, like on uh, Sirius XM on like prime country and the Garth channel, like the Judds are a major part of it. And I just think, they need their due. They need to go in the Country Music Hall of Fame. I agree. Let's start the petition. That's what I'm trying to do. He's working on it. Where can people find you guys' podcast? Because we mentioned it a little bit, the All, All Our, Our Favorite, Favorite people, people podcast, which I've been on. It is so much fun. I loved, I listened to the one with Jay DeMarcus last night. I love him. Oh, He's what so a sweetheart. Funny. He's so funny. But like, what was so great about that podcast is sort of what we were talking about, where he really kind of dove into the messiness of life and that it's not perfect. And he's hit a lot of 
land what is it called landmines land land i was gonna say land blocks roadblocks and landmines mm-hmm. combined mm-hmm. um and that's always interesting to hear about because they've also reached such great success with rascal flats yeah but I love hearing about the backstory of this wasn't as easy as it just looked to you guys, you know, yep. Yep. it's a great podcast. Well, thanks. Who else can we look forward to hearing from on y'all's podcast? We just had Trisha Yearwood, Beth Grant. Ooh. Uh, by the time this airs, the Kelsey Ballerini and Jason Owen episode Amazing. Will be that we recorded yesterday. Um, who else have we had on that? Sounds like a bunch of women. Cody Allen was just on. We had Vince Gill on. I uh, love Vince great. Gill. We were able to talk to him quite a bit about the Kim Burns country music documentary oh, cool. as well. And that was a great off- conversation. Authors coming, um, some influencers coming. And I'm right now like booking out the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to kind of figure out who do we, who do we really want to have? When are you going to have Why Naomi on? It's so funny you say that because as you were talking, I was like, when are we going to have them on? You need to. I, well, I mean, I think it'll happen. At I mean, some point. Like with Kelsey, Kelsey Ballerini, when we announced all our favorite people, she was the first person to tweet back, like, I mm-hmm. want to be on the show. And it was only like, now we're in season three that we finally were able to have the conversation, but it was such a great conversation yeah. about where she's headed in her next album cycle. Yeah. You know, it was really all about, um, her, you know, her relationship with her manager, Jason Owen, who's like, I call the diva whisperer. It's true. Because... You know, we need Shania, to get him a sign made. Faith I thought about Hill. that yesterday after the interview. I was like, we need to get or Jason like a, a tag sign on his car. D V A W H S P R. Oh, I'm all about That's the vanity plates, <laughs> the personal <laughs> license plates. But yeah, so basically, if you want to check us out, we're at allourfavoritepeople.com. Okay, you can have. We're on all major podcast platforms. So Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. We're on Pandora. Okay. Oh my god, Pandora's still around. Yes, oh, yeah, they're I huge. Remember, what? They're like huge. Them. What? Yeah. I didn't even know this. Okay. So yeah, all our favorite people.com and check Are we us out. To say that on here? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll beat that out. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> we might get edited for that. <laughs> We're on every major podcast platform. And then where um where else can people find you guys individually? So you can find me at, at Ashley Eicher. That's E-I-C-H-E-R on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, okay. all the places. And then AshleyEicher.com has a bunch of the dollar store. A dollar, mean, <laughs> the dollar club. Also I that, obviously also need to eat. Yeah, right? The dollar club stories. Yeah, and the I dollar need to store. update that. Okay. The website's about to get a revamp. Oh, She's forever revamping. You're, you're I always revamping am too. It's hard. It's like, you know. It's constantly it's, updating though. It's constantly updating and I'm really not great at WordPress. I'm still trying to learn. Me either. That. But I do it every day, you know. I know, Rob. <laughs> you teach me. It's constantly evolving though. Teach it truly me. is. Well, and I think too, after redoing it last year, I'm like, this needs a, the, the way I want to do it is different. Mm-hmm. Vision. I got you. Vision. Okay, so Hunter, where can people find you? On Instagram, you can find me at Nashville HK. Okay. On Twitter, at Hunter Kelly. And on Facebook, on my public page, I'm just facebook.com slash Hunter Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y. And please come join me on the Facebook page because what happened at my last job was I have a bunch of crazy right-wing jobs following me. Right. And I am trying to remake it more in my own image because I I don't feel really, it's really weird to have a following you're not connected to. Absolutely. You need it to be authentic. really weird. It doesn't work. So I feel like I'm constantly trying to be like, I don't agree with any of you on most anything. I think you're all, you know, 
so it's really weird. So if you can go, okay. go help, go join the army of, of trying to remake Facebook.com <laughs> slash Facebook Hunter Kelly in my make? image. You also have a page for your dogs, your five dogs. Yeah. Doxy Cam. So I do have five dogs. Instagram, uh, D-O-X-I-E-C-A-M. Mm-hmm. Go follow that. We just post everything with the five dogs, and we're trying our damnedest to monetize those babies because oh. – some of them need surgery. Okay. Um, well, that one of them had surgery this year. We've had some close calls. Uh-huh. I don't want to talk about publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great story. Actually, we'll tell you offline. But I will say, when you listen to our podcast, all our favorite people, if you hear his dog, if you hear snoring in the background at all, that's it's the dog. dog, Billy Jones. So it's not you. <laughs> no. no. Billy Jones gets half a sedative for when, when we when we do our podcast um, so that he's not up in people's lap. For for tr- car trips, he gets a full sedative okay. because he's a ter- he has a lot of separation anxiety. No wonder you need to monetize. That medicine's got to be expensive. Well, and then the four Dotsons are upstairs because... Um. I didn't even hear him at all when I was yeah, over. Yeah, they're perfect angels up there. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here today. Wait, Thank you. For having us. I hope this can make so something fun. coherent out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think we were going to go out with Love Can Build a Bridge, which I would Take greatly appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. Wait, start it for me. Mm-hmm. Love can build a bridge between your heart and mine love can build a bridge don't you think it's time don't you think it's time wow <laughs> what a note to end on thank you guys Thanks brotherhood for and here. unity listen if, should we make a group video next time we'll absolutely but we better get wide to do our hair that's all i'm saying <laughs> Hunter, get on that. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) This is Kelly Henderson, and you've been listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. I truly believe that every one of us has a little velvet and a little edge. So it's so important to remember that to be strong, you must be soft too. Thank you so much for sharing in those stories with me. You can follow Velvet's Edge on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as velvetsedge.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every Wednesday for more conversations on lifestyle, beauty, and relationships. Thanks for listening. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, 
LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 